This is your mock turtle soup, Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Bong the Blue Fez. And you are watching and listening to... Tonight, fellow inmates, we are going to be talking about a trilogy of wonderful kaiju movies, that's giant monster to you and me, that came out in the mid to late 90s from a company called Daiye. These are Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, and Gamera, Advent of Legion, and Gamera, Revenge of Eris. Whew. These uh, are three pretty great movies. You know, what we could do, impromptu punchline. What do you think? Impromptu punchline? Punch, punch, punch! Punch, punch, punch! Punch, punch! Go, Dr. Tar. That's the biggest pile of pigeon shit I've ever seen. <gasps> Go, Blue Fez. Yeah. Uh, crunchy exterior, green gooey center. <laughs> Go, Gadfly. Turtle power. <laughs> Go, Professor Feather. Lay him on. <laughs> Gamera is really neat. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yes, uh, these are... Uh, movies uh is a die is the company that put out gamma they started making a gamma movies in 1965 with the first gamma the invincible and throughout uh the 1970s uh and then the last of uh, the showa era films was 1980 they produced a bunch of gamma movies these were rivals to toho's uh, godzilla franchise and were definitely aimed at the kid market which uh, you see reflected in in the the storylines. All the storylines revolve around children, and usually, Gamera um, has have some they have some means of communicating with Gamera, or they uh, and in fact, Gamera versus Jiger. They they saved yeah they they saved uh, Gamera by going inside of him in a little submarine, and and killing this uh, this you know. Parasite, parasite inside. It was just like a little tiny little jiger inside camera. (laughs) And some of the creepiest footage, stock footage, when they cut open that. Oh, the elephant trunk. Elephant trunk. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like disturbing on so many levels. So (laughs) they were they were rivals. Where you know, and you could see that Godzilla. At the same time, they started making. That's when they made uh, Godzilla or Son of Godzilla in 1965, and then and then. um, all the way through the most kid-friendly movie they did, which was uh, Godzilla, um, Godzilla's Revenge in 1969, I believe. And uh, so they, they kind of started this trend of making Which movies. I will argue is not as bad as what people <laughs> profess. That no, I don't think it's bad at all. As, I mean, it's as a, strictly a, as a kid's movie. I think yeah. It, it's and a, it deals with some kind of cool issues. Babe. Right. It deals with bullying. Um yeah, it's very relevant. And, the and parody, it's an eight- yeah, it was just yeah. And if if you're an eight year old child, um, or forty eight or fifty eight or six year old eight year old child, you're gonna love it. So 
right. I see nothing wrong with, with Godzilla's Revenge. But in the 90s, um, Daie actually we got these movies and then toho i don't know if you noticed toho actually produced or at least released the movies they had a working relationship like disney did pixar yeah. early on before yeah. they acquired pixar and so toho distributed the movies um and so which got them to a much larger audience than before and but you see the quality of the compared to the movies that these movies came out in 95 96 99 and to the movies that were coming out roughly at the same time that toho was putting out space godzilla and destroya uh i think the gamma and we're gonna find the gamma movies are much better and in, in terms but weren't they of, done on uh um less than the godzilla movies. they were done on half of a, the budget what usually a godzilla movie cost God, which godzilla was like 12 million dollars which is not still very much the gamma guardian of the universe costs around six million dollars to yeah. make and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about why the effects are better and some of those things but um so I'll, I'll i'll turn it over to to the discussion so i know dr tar is a big fan but uh blue fans this was your first time watching the gamma trilogies your cherry has been popped so, so tell us what Snapping you think turtle. Uh, yeah, about sure. gamma guardian of the universe okay so big fan of the Gamera movies, the original ones. And I'm not sure. I think it's, you know, in the 90s, I think I was too focused on yeah, working or whatever. So I had these kind of and I don't know if they ever made it uh, to a theatrical release in the United States in the 90s, where they maybe direct straight to video VHS. I think so, they were straight to video. Yeah. OK, so, yeah, these got past me because I, I, you know, I love kaiju movies as much as the next person. Um, so sat down watched it and uh, the first thing that kind of struck me is that it, it very much felt like the original formula was just a little updated for current times it still thematically felt about the same which i, I appreciated um and i can't remember um if this was a uh, feature in the original movies but something i became very aware of and something that i noticed in shin godzilla was that stuff's going down the Japanese government wants to respond, but because of the way the Constitution is written, they have to vote on whether or not they can actually go after Gamera. And I was like, oh, I thought that was kind of interesting. And it kind of came up in the, at least the first two movies. So that that was in there. We got kind of slow to react, which then allows um, Gaos to get larger and become uh, a bigger problem. Um, but well, it, well, it's interesting what which monster do you attack i mean you it, exactly yes you, know, I you mean, have no yeah I, yeah because the, the, the one guy's like oh this is like it could be a rare type of bird we have to protect it and then all then of a the sudden camera <laughs> shows up starts stomping the crap out of everything and and you know they're like ah crap now what do we do um and camera's so, considerably larger than the gauss right you know, gamers are around 60 meters tall the gauss are about 10 15 meters yeah big, you know at the tops right and, and so I, I have to say, I, I really enjoyed these movies. They felt very familiar, but just kind of like, kind of like, ah, uh, they, they were freshened up and, you know, given a new coat of paint, new suit, loved the, I, I have to say, even, you know, even though there was, uh, there were some of the special effects were a little, yeah, but the model work was much better. The lighting was much better. This, you know, the, and, and um, Blue Fez Jr. was sitting with me and watched some of these. And he just kind of turns to me and goes, you know, there's just something satisfying about watching a guy in a suit stomp on a model city. And I was like, absolutely there is. And it's just, and, and, and but it was nice because you could tell that there was some effort to 
work in the suit shots like that you could tell like people would kind of look up and you would see the the person in the suit stomping by and i really appreciated that they were working in you know they, they had the technology to do that and make it seem a little bit more seamless but i have to say i i thoroughly enjoyed um uh at least i, I yeah i didn't get through all the way through the third one but i i got i really enjoyed the first one the second one i was a little was a little confused because it seemed like um you know our, our our monster du jour here just kind of popped up out of nowhere yeah we got the asteroid stuff and he's there and then all of a sudden starts stuff starts going down and i'm kind of like well wait hold on and of course you know gamera comes to save the day and but um again the the model work and the effects work on that was a lot of fun but i have to say overall i i really did enjoy these movies they were a lot of fun um and you know when you when you you know you, sometimes i worry that the kind of the newer movies, um, the new kaiju movies get away from the formula that I enjoy. And I, I when I watched these, I thought this, this, it just, it felt very familiar and very comfortable. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the stuff that I loved watching as a kid. And it, it just, it's it's just a little bit more polished, it's updated, and, but it still read the same. And I, I just, I really enjoyed it for that reason. Yeah. Professor Feather? Yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, I, it, it, I really don't really. I, you know, I mean, no, I, I thought it, when man. I watched them, I watched them and I, I went, you know, OK, these are I, I actually kind of like these, you know, which is way different than the older ones, you know, because the older ones to me are the equivalent of, you know, anything done by Ed Wood. El Santo. Know, that's yeah, that's but, my that's my opinion of well, of all kaiju movies, <laughs> primarily, you know, the early stuff. Uh, with the exception of Gojira, um, you know, from after that point, it all became parody. Um, and and but I also agree that it's also um, I don't I, I'm not really criticizing it, you know, understand, because I understand, too, that a lot of that stuff, they they looked at the audience and they went for the kid audience. And that's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, because if I was a kid, you know, and I like, well, <laughs> I was a kid when all this stuff first came out and I liked it. You know, I liked it pretty well. Um, so, yeah. And I thought these were just a step up from the others. Um, I like the backstory, the whole Atlantis thing, you know, mm, um, yeah. I like I like that. I thought that was all pretty cool. Uh, you know, good origin. Material. Yeah, that's what I thought was kind of neat. Just the, yeah, how the yeah. story kind of brought you back into it, even though you're older. It, yeah, it still kind of pulled you back into the. Yeah. The whole, and it kind of made you believe, oh, yeah, there is a big turtle flying. And, and I don't know, it, it, was it me? It, when I saw these movies, it seemed they, they seemed to have a more of a tie to and I don't more of the of the the supernatural Japanese. Yeah. Uh, genre, you know, as yeah. opposed. I mean, isn't to the, there to like the a minister? Monster. Yeah, yeah it, it, it had more that it had more that feel to me. Yes, um, I think that's one of the reasons I liked them. Uh, but I think that goes back way to more the adult. I mean, they're and, more yeah. adult, even though they're still, uh, uh, you know, kid oriented. They're yes. still there's still an, a, a level of adultness to them that I or or maybe maturity, especially uh, the know. last one. Yeah, it definitely goes a little yeah. darker than most. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's considerably darker. It's probably the darkest kaiju movie since the original Gojira, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think you're um, I think you're right. Yeah. And what they what, what I liked about all three movies um, 
something that they work to do in that what Blue Fez was saying about the picture where the people are driving by and they look up and they see Gamma next to them. They really work in what it's like to be a human being with yeah. with scale with with scale. giant monsters destroying your city it's kind of like what marvel did with marvels you know the comic book series you you see what it's like from a human being to see these you know galactus stretch into the sky or people fly over your head and flames and stuff and so there's a concerted effort uh to to show you know the cinematography to say this is what it's like from ground zero and right. here's you know and that's what i loved because you yes. don't you don't ever get that not since the original gojira do you right. get that kind of destruction you that see perspective much, yeah. that perspective yeah. right and uh, that's one thing i thought oh okay because especially in three um there's a uh you know there's a scene where gamma is fighting some more gauss and it is horrific the things that happen to the people on the ground and <laughs> and it's like oh and you, you know you know one of my favorite scenes is when those burning chunks are falling out of the sky and the, mm-hmm. the drunk is going back and you know taking a sip of his beer and he's seeing this shit coming down anyway yeah and the big chunk of meat yeah. lands in the park next to him yeah it's just mm-hmm. or, well you know the, the guy swoops through the flames and you see people getting yeah. sucked up yes. through the into oh the into the flames you know you hear him screaming like holy shit oh, this yeah. is graphic yeah. and violent and what really would happen if there was you know monsters running around well and then you can start to get to realize that um gamma is here more for the earth as opposed to people right <laughs> so, and it's doing what it does you know it you just happen to be in the way when it does it you know yes it's like it's like us rolling just, around over a yes. anthill it's like yeah we're not concerned about the ants we're trying to take care that, of what the problem that is scene where he shoots down the you know his breath goes down the city streets and you just see the tiny little people being caught up and burned mm-hmm. up in the yeah it, yeah it was. right yeah he's just fighting the monster and his people happen to be in the way yeah uh, how about uh, you midnight gadfly what would you think of uh, gamma guardian of the universe well unfortunately i didn't get to rewatch it uh it's a bit of a hectic week that i just had so um but i did watch you it son of a bitch <laughs> I did watch it with my son when he was, I think it was like early 2000s. He was probably around six or seven years old. Um, and he went through a whole fi- a whole uh, Godzilla phase, right, where he just wanted to watch all of them. So we were buying DVDs left and right um, at, nice. uh, at Best Buy. We'd go like every week, once a week, and <laughs> buy a bunch of DVDs. Um, so I remember him watching them. And what I thought was cool was that he was kind of, you know how like kids are at that age where they're kind of playing and watching the movie? Right, so he was doing. He had his own like Godzilla things, and he's watching the first one. Um, he's playing a little bit less in the second one, and by the third one, he's just riveted. <laughs> he's like watching that movie, and you never saw like a, I think he was like six or seven years old, just like sitting there, like like he was totally invested in what was going on with with uh, with Gamera, you know. Um, and it was just you know that was my favorite part of the whole movie was just watching his face <laughs> as he was watching all of this stuff because you know when kids are that age and they're seeing stuff there everything is written all over their face you know when they're watching it and those scenes of the uh the very fiery conflagration fights i'm sure have scarred him for like the, well because this is a far that's a far cry from these movies as opposed when, uh, to what you would have seen in, in the show or stuff. yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's that one i didn't see until was that Zegra or Giron? No, Zegra. I didn't <laughs> I see that one until so I was bizarre. in my 20s. Um, so yeah, yeah. And that show where he just takes and just 
Shop it was soft. on a TV cut. I remember that from like a TV. Yeah, we because yeah we we got that and we watched it before they uh, re-edited it from Video Daikaiju or something. We got that. I'm like, <laughs> we just watched it. I'm like, holy crap! It's just slicing and dicing. You know, here comes Giron just slicing it's like up Seagram. Muppets. Yeah, just their head just flies steaks. off. It was just, yeah. uh, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, the, the, there's there's a lot like what what Bluefest said. There was a, a great nod toward the Showa, the original Gamera movies, with the whole friend to all children. There is that thread. Um, it's not as heavy in these no. as, the, as, no. as in as it and, and it plays more when they do Gamera the Brave in 2006. They really really do make it for kids, but. There is that element because Gamera right. is always kind of well, saving the kids or running on the bridge. He puts up his arm and, you know, the Gauss shoots the beam and it deflects it with his hand. And there are those elements, but, but you're, you're assuming you're right. he did that for that kid. I, I, right. I always got the kids assuming too. Yeah. The kid assumes that he's doing that for him and it's not. It just happens to be, it was just a fluke. And it was, I think that's interesting that how they showed that. I, I well, I think there used know. to be the connection with Gamera, those, you know, those Kirby, right. those pieces the of rock, stones. Where they, they, the yeah. stones. And then we see that those those shatter, you know, in, in the second movie where those things are just, there's no more connection to people. Gamera is kind of on his own. He's doing what he was created to do. As we learn in this, this iteration of the Gamera movies, um, you know, Gamera and was a, was a basically a engineered um, bioengineered yeah. yeah. monster uh, used to fight against Gauss and to protect the Earth. Um, and so that was the one of the concept is like, maybe we've done so much to fuck up the environment that Gamera has to be awakened because we're ruining the Earth. And this is what happened last time. And it's because of those consequences of the what we're doing to the environment that are causing the mana, as we see in the third movie, there's an next concept called mana that when it goes down that monsters yeah, appear that, and that's that kind happens. of the replacement for the children you know that's, yeah and then, then yeah. we that's what happens when the mana goes down monsters are created and this and now the concept is maybe the the environment in japan is very much conducive uh, conducive to, the, to having yeah. that and as we see in the in number two the legion which borrows i think borrows quite a bit from uh, Godzilla versus Destroya, as far as the concept of the little tiny crab monsters. Um, also, yeah. from um, the uh, the the movie we talked about in the the '90s sci-fi movie, where um, with the bugs, um, Starship Troopers, borrow you know borrows from that a little as well. But that's that's the real science fiction. The asteroids are kind of carrying this kind of plant life, and the plant life and the crabs are like symbiotic. They're like two aspects of the same thing right. so that's kind of almost like invasion of the body snatchers in a way this panspermia um but what, what was that uh, larry niven the star seeds or whatever that that the rockets that were genetically they were like trees that were used as rocket engines because they you know Grow yeah, and or uh, Kurt, star seeds. Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut's uh, story out of uh, Harlan Ellison's Dangerous B Visions, uh, the big space fuck. I just wanted to throw that. It? Okay, <laughs> it was it was a rocket filled with cum. Essentially, it was Kurt space Vonnegut. fuck and spermia. There you go, the big space fuck. <laughs> right, right. Um, that bug. <laughs> right. That, made me lose that my threw you off, didn't it? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> um, no, but that, that's that's where we see that evolution in the in the second movie, where Legion is that that element of panspermia. Something happened from the meteor storm. Alien. 
yeah, the alien yeah. Yeah. entity yeah. that comes up. And and in Iris, the third one, we see the Iris is actually was a like a protector, another protector spirit. We have this kind of like him, and but very yeah, very Shinto in in yeah. that kind of way. There's a lot of Shinto in these movies, and I think it's because because I didn't really see this symbolism very much in the original, the Showa Gamera series. But when Toho began, I think producing or distributing, I think they might have, Daiye might have kind of given a nod to them by by creating some of this this protector spirit element. Because Shinto, uh, the traditional religion of Japan, uh, is something that Toho has Shinto priests bless the production and all the suits before each movie is made. Um, and the writer, or the the rather the director of Gamera Guardian of the Universe, uh, Shusuke Kaneko, he did he directed all three of the Gamera movies. Plus, he also did uh, GMK Godzilla Mothra King Ghidorah in two thousand one or two thousand two, um, and that movie has very similar themes as Gamera Three: Advent of yeah. Legion with the, with the protector spirits. Trimmed him so much on that one because he could have yeah could have reawoken that one too. It, yeah, so here these concepts of these protector spirits and the north and the south necessarily clash. But what I like so much about Gamma Three in that respect is the is the storyline is so fucking dark because well, you know the monster Eris, the protector spirit, is brought to life by a girl's hatred of Gamera. Yeah. And, and revenge, and, yeah. Yeah, revenge. revenge. Exactly, revenge. That's in the title. And she hates Gamera because Gamera killed her parents. Um, you know, when Gamera was fighting the Guardian of the Universe or the Gauss in the first movie, yeah. um, you know, buildings were destroyed, etc. And that's what shows up in the third movie. My, you, Gamera, and she has these visions, horrific visions of this, what's called Nightmare Gamera, which he really is, looks terrifying. Um, and that's when she remembers her parents being killed by Gamera, so she you remember that that scene though when it's like how she remembers it, but you see mm -hmm. the monster outside the building and it yeah. collapses and stuff. It, you know what I mean? It, it yeah, brought it's, back it's shot that, really that, well. That yeah, it it brought back that fear, or at least kind of yeah, of, of a giant that. scary yeah. monster and the yes. destruction that it just happens cute. to be in the way. Yeah, yeah, it's not I nothing cute was... like in the nineties. You know, and most of those. Or the, the 70s, rather. And most of those Showa era uh, Gamera movies, the destruction was done like in the in the woods and the outside, you know, not necessarily just in the city limits. Where most of the destruction right. in the Godzilla films are within city limits. You see all the destruction. Um, the scale it gives you the scale. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah, and and so I I just love the the, the darkness of Gamera three for that reason. It's yeah. you know hate brings it back the, this monster. Um, and uh drives it to hate gamma but but then you kind of wonder what gamma you know the things gamma has to do ends up destroying just as much as you know the other right yeah, yeah. He, kinda... he he does go out of his way to like rescue some kid because some kid said because he does again the hand thing with the beam and the kid's like gamma saved me but like at the same time he just like knocked in a giant building and probably 500 people got killed yes. you know it just you know and that's that's the one thing it shows i like, that scene is there. he's not intentionally trying to kill people he just can't help it because he's so big and you know mm -hmm. in this tiny little city he's fighting in the middle of downtown area that's people are gonna die you know when that beam hits his hand though i do like her what movie which one was that where you don't see the when gauss is flying over and shooting his beam you really don't see it directly 
what you're seeing is like the reflection in the building. Yeah. Across from it. Oh, and, and then this the, collapses. Flood, the building just comes then, down. Yeah, because it slices it in half. And I thought that was just, I thought that was really neat. For I think that might have been like in Gamma yeah. 3. Because there's those scenes where he's fighting the Gauss. Right. Yeah, you see that because it's a mirrored building and you just see it just beautifully co collapse. Right yeah, you, down. You're not looking at it directly, but you see what's happening. Right. There, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's really, really effective. The cinematography is good. The special effects are great. Um, yeah. And that's one thing with, with the, because the budget was so small compared to Godzilla films, the special effects are really, really good. The suits look amazing. I think they've tried with some of the, you know, CG stuff, right. early CG. Mm -hmm. And the camera, you know, in the original movie, the, the fiery breath looks like something you'd see with a can of hairspray and a lighter, you know, comes out. Whereas now it's like this ball of plasma. He kind of rears up and like shoots out this like fireball. Which gets um, better as it goes along too. I yeah, think. yes, exactly. And, and the same thing with him taking off and landing, like in the Gamma movies, you know, the old ones, he, you know, he spins. It's a very weird way of flying, but now it makes sense because if he is a construct and he's this technology like a flying saucer that makes kind of makes kind of sense um yeah that's you know. what i that's what i took away from it i thought it was kind of cool well, i yeah, like that whole it, that whole you know the the pseudo technical it explains uh, their creation yeah yeah it, yeah like at one time people were connected to gamera you know like priests or priests in some way you know they had to um, have been to create them you know Right. Yeah. So how do we help control them? How do we commune with them kind of thing? Because she knows what Gamera's feeling and how she how how Gamera's doing. And she kind of mirrors that, you know, when Gamera's yeah. resting after the fight, um, you know, she's sleeping and almost unconscious. You know, she's kind of well aware of uh, and, and when Gamera gets cut, so does she. She bleeds. Gamera bleeds. It's the same same thing. She kind of embodies that almost like stigmata in a way. Gamera stigmata. Uh, new band name, I call it. Um, <laughs> An extreme empath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, yeah. Um, so he farts, flames. <laughs> yeah, but then when he lands, he also flies with uh, just the two jets in the back, and then he lands, and then you see the arms come out. And I noticed in, in number two, Legion, where they 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 kind of gave him these fins. His front yeah, arms he, had he fins. Can morph yeah. into the fins. He, yeah, he kind of like, like a sea turtle. Yeah, yeah. Like a sea, sea turtle. turtle. Yeah. He kind of guides, and then the fins, the arms kind of go back into shape, which I thought, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Um, which leads to that scene where he lands and he like slides. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, so the director, like I said, Shizuki Kaneko, he did all three of the Gamma movies plus GMK. He also did Death Note, the anime. Um, mm. The writer is Kazunori Ito. He he wrote uh, Pat Labor series in the eighties, the anime A Ghost in the Shell. Um, he also did all three Gamma movies, and the special effects were done by Shinji Higuchi, who did Shin Godzilla. Uh, he he was the director and special effects uh, in Shin Godzilla, and he also was a writer on the uh, anime series Evangelion, and he also was the special effects. Uh, work on the return of Godzilla or Godzilla 1984 or five, depending on where you saw it. Um, I met Shinji Higuchi. He's come to GFS several times. Very cool guy. Um, and, uh, you know, he loved Gamma movies um, as a kid. And so he was really pleased and Godzilla. So, and I, I think it's interesting that we have um, some of the actors here, like the, the oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying it's interesting that they're remaking these and they're kind of, you know, since they're kind of paying homage to it, it's kind of interesting how their their take on it. You know, obviously we like it and I think they were actually shooting for that kind of things. You, you know, 
to show them both Godzilla and the Gamera movies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just it, it's kind of neat to see him uh, kind of put, I guess, their kind of love and take on it when you when you see this stuff. And I think it's paying off for him when they do this. Yeah. I, well, one reason why the special effects are so good, I think, is because the scale of the monsters. Um, Gamera is a 60, yeah. 60, 60 meters tall. Whereas by this time in the Godzilla films in the in the um, Heisei series, that's the ones in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, in was it Godzilla versus King Ghidorah when when the original monster gets, that became uh, Godzilla moves is moved from Lagos Island to somewhere else in the Pacific. Um, then there's this other nuclear radiation kind of detonates, and then he turns into a monster that's twice as big. He's no longer 50 meters. He's 100 meters tall. And they did that because the, the cityscape in, in downtown Tokyo or the Japanese landscape, the buildings were so much bigger, they didn't want Godzilla <laughs> yes. to be dwarfed. <laughs> so, you know, when, when in 1954, he, you know, but 50 the, meters was considerably taller than a lot of the buildings downtown but Tokyo. But his miniatures were still absolutely huge. Though. Yeah, but I mean, now were, that he's 100 meters tall there were still buildings that were taller than him um but they had to give a bigger scale but though that meant though of necessity that this that the models were not as detailed so when they're keeping gamera at 60 meters they could mill, make these models a lot more detailed to scale so the model models and the sets look amazing they do um, yeah, the, they yeah really the gamma do. sets yeah they look beautiful and if you notice the evolution of gamma's shell with each movie her the suit looks a little like the first one he looks still very friendly but by gamma three he's like all serious i mean he's yeah all business you <laughs> know and the, the, in the third yeah, one, yeah the shell is a lot more <laughs> jagged or you know the, the the it's not smooth it's like jagged all the way down the the parts of this of his shell um are all jagged and then it you know, Gamma endures more and more violent kind of punishment <laughs> than each movie. Uh, you know, with, with, with the monster, yeah, really and it, they they keep the kind of greenish blue blood that was prevalent in like when you watch the original Gamma versus Gauss in nineteen was it sixty seven yeah. or seventy? Um, you know, Gauss shoots out these beams just like they keep it here, and he shoots Gamma in the arm like a couple times, and Gamma just spouts out like just gallons of just this watery blue green hanging blood. by a thread. He's just like Literally. waving his arm and just blood's just gushing out, you know. And so they kind of keep that greenish blue blood, but uh, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, um, Blue Fez, because I, I think you need to see what happens to Gamma in Gamma 3. But let's just say it's rather violent. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then, I'm sorry, I, uh, what's the monster? Iris or Iris? Iris. 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 That was a really Iris. interesting monster. I, I Yeah, I, I just thought that was... It starts off so cute looking. It looks like a like a Pokemon. Like a, uh, it looks like it got a shell, like a turtle, like with a long, with a long kind of orangey neck and like a Loch Ness almost thing. But then it's got those <laughs> weird like arm tentacles with with the. Would the you spear take points. home something that just suddenly stuck one of its tentacles in a beer or Coke can and? <laughs> was it Coke or tuna or something? Whatever. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sucked it up. But then the weird moment, I, there's there's the controversial moment that where Iris and the girl kind of have this binding ceremony as unison yeah. where she starts like feeling oh i feel so warm and her things glowing her little she's also wearing a type of connective a necklace stone. or a, a stone yeah. that she connects to iris and then yeah iris kind of wraps and envelops around her and and it's uh, I, it's almost like they're they're 
forming a union, physical, mental. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, well, this see old- that come that that all goes back to what I was saying about the tie to like well, and uh, the supernatural uh, genre. You know, more so. You know, the, the, more the 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 ghostly or the the demonic, which you know this really is. Eris is a demon. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's. But that, that that's where I see that tie, you know, and with, you know, with with all of the, the anime, you know, this is that's a nod to anime right there. Oh, yeah. Um, Just even know, the all, all of the, the tentacle monster. porn, you know, mm-hmm. and all of that. That's, you know, so so they're kind of like blending that to a to a to that little degree, I think. Yeah, I just little, kind of noted, noted that when I, when I saw a it. little bit of uh, Yuratsuka Doji in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it there there's that there's that uh yeah, very kind of weird connection, physical I like that spiritual there's connection. That scene yeah. where they show him flying where that the monster's flying, you know, it comes up into the the scene and silhouetted against the moon and all that stuff, you know, and it, and you see the jets and all that. That's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty neat. Oh yeah, the special effects are, are really great. Uh, yeah, I, I was able to tell Shinji Higuchi. And how yet much they didn't show. There really wasn't all that many giant monster scenes. In. There were not, but the but when they're there, they you notice they're they, done yeah, well. They, they're, exactly. Yes. That's yeah, what yeah, I was going to yeah. say. They're, they're sparingly used, but they are yes, so yes. good. Um, the the fight between was it um, was it. Was it the first one or second one where they're flying in the, with the jets? Was it against the Gauss or was it with this uh, Legion where the you know, Gamma shows up between the two fighter jets? They're flying through the you know, the clouds and stuff like oh, that. I think that's the second one. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Legion. Yeah. Um, again, very, very, very good. And then the, the model work in the third one uh, toward the finale is just, again, this, <laughs> this set. They had yeah. pictures. I've seen pictures of the set. I mean, it was mammoth, like the size of a of a bill you know a room the, the train That's, station yes that, yeah where yeah and it was like you almost don't want it to be demolished like my god the work that went into this model um and like it was like oh man <laughs> but it was beautifully done um what I, one thing i i like so much about the trilogy is the continuity between all three stories yeah, yeah. and in the subtle ways it's it's not this overlapping like the, in the right. Godzilla Heisei series where you have Mickey who's the you know the psychic character in all these movies who's you know helping try to direct Godzilla or or deflect Godzilla it's not that but we see through a couple characters we see through the inspector Asako character played by uh Yokojiro Hutaro who is also in a movie called yeah. He's he's in all three movies, but you see him start off as an inspector, and the second one he's like a night guard, yeah, because he was scared because he showed because up. Because he's so scared about yes. yeah. that. And great. in the in the Kieran Beer factory, when when <laughs> yeah. Legion shows up, and then he's in the third one, he's selling papers and magazines rather <laughs> yeah. on the and and because and he's like then he shows up there when Eris and shows he's up. always so pissed when it, it yeah. happens. <laughs> why it's like it's just yeah, it's why just... me? What am I doing? Right, that's that I love. Yeah. Um, that 
is a beautiful thing. And because we see him change from movie to movie because he's having a real honest reaction to what happened in the first movie. It well, maybe that's part of the mana, you know, just maybe it, that's just oh, it, a cycle. He needs to be there for that for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah he could a be rep- representing that. And then the character of Asagi, yeah. um, the, the, the girl who contacts Gamera in the first movie, she's played by um, Ayeko Fujitani, uh, Steven Seagal's daughter from his first wife. Um, she, uh, yeah, she, um, she, she plays that character in all three movies. Her role is, is diminished in the second one. She's almost there as an afterthought. I demand a DNA. Yeah. But in number three, she kind of comes back and plays a pivotal role because she relates to the girl who connects to Iris. There, there's this parallel between the two Uh and, but But then the stone breaks, doesn't it? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And and another thing, what I loved also is like in the first movie when when the missiles are are they're tracking to shoot uh, Gauss and Gauss turns real quickly and the missiles blow up part of Tokyo Tower, Tower. which then f- topples and Gauss is sitting on top of the Tokyo Tower. In the second and third movies, that tower it's still is still bro- it's still broken, <laughs> like they haven't repaired it yet, and then yeah. you can see it in the skyline, like it's still broken. That. That a little detail. Good touch. Yeah. Yes. 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 And, it's, and they didn't have to show up much. It's like, yes, yes this is the even effect. on their uh, their news. You know, when you saw a TV in the background, even the news was talking about, you know, the w- working within the but, you know, what they're talking about, what the government has to spend to fix this stuff, you know, that's going on in yeah, second year or whatever. It's like, you know, a year later. Mm-hmm. But, it needed yeah, Marvel's damage control. That's what I was going to say. That's where <laughs> yeah. that's where Marvel should go. Do that one. If they're going to make pull out these really bizarre characters, let's yeah, damage fix control. Up. Have yeah. to go to Japan to fix up when the monsters show up. That'd be fun. <laughs> I think that um, would be... Where else are you going to go with that stuff? <laughs> didn't they do that? Didn't they bring that up in the, in the Godzilla comic book? And then at late 70s, 79, 80, weren't they? Didn't they make an appearance? They, oh, they, they might have. I probably. Don't yeah, because yeah, I think I think that was, I remember reading it. Makes it, sense. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I got to clean up after this mess. Um, so there's there's this beautiful continuity in subtle ways um, as the story kind of progresses and gets gradually darker, but then it also expands the universe with the whole mana. And now we see the yeah. Earth Protector and then the Gamma Graveyard early on in, in Eris. We see that there were other Gammas that didn't quite make it. They were trying to refine the process or they didn't live, they died. And so we see this kind of long line of whatever this civilization, the, the it, you know, the Mu civilization or whatever they were called, the other Atlanteans. Um, we see that this is his history of, of these protector physical embodiment of the protector spirits of the earth and um again that's a very shinto kind of kind of ideology that we see in, in godzilla mothra and king Ghidorah. so there's a lot to these movies that is is really likable oh yeah very well made yeah what'd you think of uh gamma the brave which is uh, a definitely shift it's a sh- it's, it's it's like it's like going back to like 1970 yes. in a lot of ways and bringing um, it up to modern kids it, or, yeah uh, it is because it's very similar to the first one like i got the toy the baby turtle and then i'm raising this turtle and then he turns into the camera yeah. um i i thought it was very i kind of liked it i i, I, I did I, the scene that really really got grabbed i think the emotional connection of the kids movie is the relay scene all the kids are like running to go get this message or save camera in some way they're all like running this this relay of children who are running and trying to save camera in a way because that was this monster was what zetus something like that um 
you know, it's pretty bad monster. But no, I I thought it was for what it was. It was better than I thought it would be. But it was definitely. I like the effects. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was it, the effects were awesome. Yeah, I, thought yeah. I think a, it's a heartfelt kind of a movie. Honest. It's yeah. an honest Gamera movie. I would love to see Gamera come back and do another movie or two. I think he's a great character. I'd like to see him make an appearance with Godzilla. I mean, as a kid, I used to draw Godzilla and Gamera fighting because this would be the perfect line. There was always, yeah, there's always you know? rumors that was going to happen. You know? I know it never did. I mean, fan films, uh, you know, but that would be really awesome because, you know, the formula would have to follow a classic WWE formula <laughs> where they, you know, they get together and they fight. And there's this like draw and then a third monster appears and then they both have to team up against that third monster, you know, to like become King Kong versus uneasy allies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, apparently there's another another one of those in the works, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No need for that. No, it wasn't. Um, I mean, it, would, it is what it is. I, it's fun seeing them that way. But yeah. yeah, they look really nice. But I think I think Fez hit it on the head. These movies bring back the feelings of being a kid in the 70s watching these they they know they've got the formula correct whereas legendary is all about the big splash and they they don't have that they don't make me feel like a kid i can't i can't appreciate those movies as i would you know watching these movies that i would as a kid um that's why I, just, I, I i think that's uh, i never got that from these movies that at all never harkened them back to the originals i never got that feeling that of uh, the the kid wonder you know that you had when a kid this was this was an adult take this wasn't this was more somebody who looked take, at yeah. it more uh, from an adult take and like you were saying you know the kids were you know minor in in these so mm-hmm. i think they were kind of that was a sign to itself it's saying look we're breaking away from you know this no, is not it, you know this is way more serious and by number three they're saying they're saying look motherfuckers, oh yeah this is really serious yes <laughs> you know? oh yeah number so, three is dire yeah, yeah i know that's what i'm saying yeah. it's yeah I, I didn't get that i didn't get the kid thing i didn't i, I made, made i did not make that mostly in the first movie I other think. than passing. other than the first i mean the they got the gauss has, and, a, has it more than the other two yeah right but two but is dark but it, i mean three. they quickly get away from that yeah no they do yeah yeah but it's reminiscent there's enough like when i hear the gamma scream that first time you yeah. hear him scream I'm like oh yeah. okay you know yeah, and seeing him spin and fly yeah. but then there are also yeah. really nice nice yeah. touches of like the focus on humanity and that what's it like to have a giant monster in your town really shows like when gamma's like spinning and flying away then you see the people looking from the building and there's this big bunch of his blood flies all over his building just kind of runs down the w- windows i'm like oh i guess that would happen you get this creature bleeding and just starts spinning it's blood's gonna be everywhere <laughs> you know um no, I, 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 I agree with you, Professor Feather. Yeah, these are definitely aimed for that adult. It's an adult take on that. Yeah. Uh, but it, the first one has its closest uh, it, it, to right. that a classic yes, formula. Yes. That it it definitely goes into darker territories, which I appreciate as an adult. Um, but yeah, I just think the movies are, are exceptionally done uh, really well uh, of a lot of the I've seen a lot worse. That's for yeah, sure. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. And aren't these two that created this aren't they doing shin ultraman also or is that the people that did shin godzilla um, or, or is it the same people i don't know well super riot does does ultraman shin ultraman i'm not sure who's involved with that so i'm not sure if Shinji i thought Hukuchi, the writer and director it very well could be i just don't know um, if he is or not, I have not seen. I've only seen like little snippets of the new Shin Ultraman, so I haven't even watched the Netflix series yet. I ha- I'm so far behind. So 
Um, yeah, yeah I'm not, it's very, it's very it's possible. possible. I know the look well, of Ultraman looks really. He looks very much more alien in a way. Um, he's he's taller and thinner, and right. there's no there's no. What's really weird is there's no uh, timer. Color, there's yeah. a color timer on his chest, which is apparently how he originally looked. Yes, there was yeah. no one, and it was added kind of last minute. Like, well, we got to find a flaw. We got to make him stay here in only three minutes. So, uh, so that way our t- our fight sequences aren't so long. Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah, get him a color timer. That's brilliant. Brilliant. He's always I love it. Three minutes. Three minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Three it's minutes. Um, but it was also a, a a good a good you know type of of method to make sure that there was some sense of urgency. We got to have Ultraman. Right. He's only got three yeah. minutes. Uh, hopefully, he can defeat the monster. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, in this in this new Shin one, I I saw a little clip on YouTube that they they instead of doing computer animation, they actually animated his ray again, and oh. they brought back they had they brought back the guy that animated the stuff with the optical printer at Toho. And so what you're nice. seeing, yeah, in that in that oh, new wow. one, when you see him blasting through that mountain, that's all hand animated stuff that he did. And so oh. yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Wow. I mean, he used the same technique. Yeah, pretty neat. That is awesome. Well, anyway, saying that, I don't know what that show's going to be like, but that was cool. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. So uh, any uh, last words on Gamera, the Gamera trilogy? From anyone if you haven't seen it i recommend it yes i'm looking forward if, to if hearing... you're into if you're into that kind of movie kaiju um and it's it's, it's definitely worth it from dai yeah i i hope more comes out i'd love to see more gamma movies i don't know why it's not uh did you ever see that trailer that was supposed to be like the fourth one it was on youtube for a while and it was really yeah, well done I thought it, it was, was well legit, done i thought it was i thought it was a legit trailer to be honest it with looked you. really good but it's just a fan made like and, a, yeah that's cool you know here's here's what i want yeah like, yeah that's but it, well, yeah that's how it played and i really thought it was a, a trailer it yeah cool. yeah it, it would be awesome um i don't know what's causing the the holdback on on gamma four or five or whatever we called because or uh, the next or gamma versus godzilla i just don't know i'd love to see shin godzilla continue um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Toho's going to do. They had the uh, the animated series Godzilla uh, Final Point, Point or Singular Point or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I've not seen it, um, I, but no, I, I have no idea. So, well, anyway, element mates, uh, that's that's the Gamera trilogy. Uh, check it out. It's totally worth the, the view. It's a lot of fun. Get some get some popcorn and blue fez. I, I hope you enjoy Gamma 3. I really do. We're looking forward to uh, hearing that. I think you'll that's that's definitely a dark, dark movie. And um, so, so yeah, there it is. Wait. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! Over Tokyo. New meaning of 30 seconds over Tokyo. It's a mile high club. <laughs> and you are listening to. Radio. 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 Radio.
unsaneradio at gmail.com. Unsane Radio is on Facebook. Unsane Radio has a website called unsaneradio.com that has some great motherfucking pictures on it. Go look at them. Comment. God damn it. All right. Tar and Feather. Oh, yes. On Facebook. Tar and Feather is on Cinema, on cinema Wasteland. It's cinema, at with Cinema Wasteland. Tar and Feather is at we, Cinema we Wasteland. We were, yeah. We were yeah. at Cinema Wasteland. Tar, tar and so, Feather. Tar and Feather is everywhere. Every, every, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. You're like Gamera blood. Everywhere. We're like Gamera. That's right. right. Tar. Right. We are a virus. Yeah. Tar. Don't forget, Heavy Metal Horror right. Podcast on Facebook, on YouTube. Right here on Unsane Radio and on Roku Hotel Metal Jam. And Between the Lines, Sunday. Sunday. Between the Lines, also on Facebook and on YouTube and on here on Unsane Radio and uh, also on Hotel uh, Talk. On Wednesdays, don't forget to check out We Freaks on the Facebooks, W-E-F-R-E-K-Z, a weekly web comic. Gadfly will be stripping for change this weekend. We're putting his clothes back on for change. In 3D. Not an echo. What does that get me? And where do I put it? <laughs>